Before we jump into today's episode, we wanted to talk to you about our ever-growing Facebook group that's on, funnily enough, Facebook. It's called Self-Care Clubbers. So if you are not a member, jump to Facebook, search for us and come and join the community. It's a lovely group. There's lots of chat. There's lots of talk about self-care. There's lots of people giving advice. There's lots of people taking the mickey out of us and talking about bits that they liked on the show. It's honestly, there's posts every day. It's really fun and we would really love you to be a part of it. You can just search on Facebook for self-care clubbers or you can scroll down to our show notes and you'll see the link there. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. What languages do you speak? <laughs> I speak two. Yeah. Avagov. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. English. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see where you're going with yeah. this. I speak the language of love. Love? Yeah. It's February, the month of love. And that's what we are talking about today. Love languages, not Avagov. I'm Nicole Goodman. I'm Lauren Mishcon. I can't even say that in Avagov. And this is Self Care Club. What is your love language? Do you even know? The concept was created by counsellor and pastor Gary Chapman and he wrote a book called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. He published it in 1995 and even after 20 years, it's been a New York Times bestseller for eight years. Wow, please God buy us. Chapman found that in his meetings with couples, there was a common disconnect. One person thought they were showing love and affection, but their partner wasn't feeling that love. The five love languages refer to five simple ways that we want love to be shown to us and the ways that we show other people love. And it's not frivolous nonsense. Studies have confirmed the validity of love languages, concluding that they can increase relationship satisfaction and longevity. It's all based in common sense. So simply put, we don't all feel or experience love in the same way. People have different desires and needs in a relationship. So recognising a partner's love language helps to make sure their needs and wants are being met by us. Issues can arise in a relationship when two partners have different love languages but don't realise it. For example, a person whose love language is acts of service might regularly cook lovely meals for their partner as an expression of their love. But if their partner's love language is words of affirmation, they may not see or experience this as a sign of love. So if you want them to feel loved, you've got to talk their love language. So you'd have to give them positive affirmations rather than cooking the meal. Even if it's not your love language. Yeah. So love is essentially, it's a currency. It's valuable in a particular country and worthless in another. So in our relationships, it's key to learn the emotional currency of the person we're with. I like that. I like that it's a currency. Identify their currency. Are they a euro? Are they a rupee? Are they a dollar? Are they a a pound? pound? I love that. I love that. Great. And if you're listening into this podcast thinking, well, I'm single, so this is all bollocks and it doesn't apply to me. Well, you're wrong. It does apply to you. (laughs) 
you are wrong. So <laughs> when you know the gestures that resonate best with your child, with your friend, with your parent, you then know which actions speak to them and make them feel loved. It's a really great set of tools to have it in your pocket. So how do you figure out but which... Also, lang- sorry, it's really good to know what your own love language is. Well, you probably do already know that. Well, you, you wouldn't if you don't know anything about this. Well, how do you figure it out? There are plenty of quick free quizzes that you can do online. Google it, it will come up immediately. But it's quite easy to work out what yours is and what your loved ones is by looking at what lights them up and what does their perfect day look and feel like. So here are the five love languages and how they can be applied and used to their best advantage. So, the, well, I have to say, when I read the five, yeah. I knew immediately what mine was. Well, there you go. Did you? Yes. And also, did you know what Adam's was? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Um, right. So the first one, well, let's just do the five. Let me name yeah. the five. It's words of affirmation, yep. acts of service, gift giving, quality time, and physical touch. Yeah. So they're the five. Mm-hmm. So words of affirmation. Those of us whose love language is words of affirmation value verbal connection they want to hear you say what you appreciate or admire about them this is about giving compliments or acknowledging the things that you do well or that they do well for example I really loved it when you mentioned at dinner how proud you are of me it was so thoughtful and kind of you to take my grandma out yesterday or just a simple I love you yeah so here's what you should do to make someone with this love language feel cared for tell don't show. People with this love language respond better to words and actions. Communicate often. Text during the day or call often when you have to be apart. Jesus, that's quite time consuming. Or keep it simple. If your partner wants words of affirmation, it's often best to keep it simple and just say how you feel. Yeah. Nice. The second one is acts of service. Some of us feel most loved when others help us out or do something kind for us. Or if they're proactive in your home, taking on a chore that takes a bit of the load off you. If your partner likes acts of service, be sure to not neglect the little things. You could make your partner a cup of coffee or tea. That's just something tiny, but it makes them feel appreciated. You can intentionally look for and work out what you can do to make their environment better. It sends a really clear and loving message message to people who speak this love language is the bin full well I'm just going to go and empty it does does the car need de-icing well I'm just going to pop out and de-ice it because I know you need to leave in 10 minutes is there a load of laundry you can see that might need folding those are the things I love that you've just based it all around the domestic chores I love it. Okay, number three, gifts. Those of us whose love language is gifts aren't necessarily materialistic. It's the thought that counts. It's about being given a specific thing, tangible or intangible, that helps them feel special. So when you're at the supermarket, you could pick up your partner or your child's favourite drink. For someone's birthday, you could give them a small package containing their favourite blend of coffee, a framed photo of you both, or a book that you know that they've always wanted to read. It's an act of love. Here's how to show love to a partner who responds best to gifts. Give small things often. Find things you can give frequently. Some people may prefer getting small gifts or they might prefer that often over a large one. Yeah. Be thoughtful. Make sure the gift shows that you understand them. Make it pretty and presentable with lovely wrapping or a gift bag. It shows care and time has been put into it. I have to say, I really don't appreciate a present that is just like given to me in an Amazon box. Noted. 
I'm not suggesting for a moment that you would do such a thing. But I just think when someone takes the time and care to wrap something nicely, like I'm really, really careful with my wrapping and I'm not, my love language is not gifts, but I do feel that when you do that for someone else, you are showing thought yes. and care yes. rather than here, I spent money, here it is. No, well, that's not what it's about. Yeah. You know, it's my birthday coming up. I know. I've already bought your present. And mine is also not gifts. And I said to my husband, um, he is he is the worst gift giver in the world. He he's just, I hate that. He's, I hate very, that. he's a very pragmatic, practical yeah. guy. So he yeah. just gets stuff done yeah. and he ticks things yeah. off. And, yeah. you know, he's a doer. Yeah. But he's just the most unromantic being on the planet. So he's like, what do you want for your birthday? I said, well, actually, what I'd really like, my Apple Watch broke. Right. So I'd really like a new Apple Watch. Yeah. So you know what he does? What? He literally get, picks his phone up yeah. and goes onto the Apple Watch website yeah. and he's like, well, which, which one do you want? Which one do you want? Yeah, but... but and and then I said, oh, don't do not do it now. I got Choose bit. one for me that you think I'll like. Pick it for me. Be thoughtful. And he's like, oh, but... It's, yeah, it's, but oh, in his, and he's yeah, doing and you want it. Uh, but, but in his mind... What he's thinking is, I'm going to buy it for her because that's what she wants. And, and I, I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, I want to make sure it's the one she wants. Well, anyway, the one that I wanted, yeah. I can't have. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So the fourth love language is quality time. The most valuable currency for people who speak this love language is having another person's undivided attention and dedicated time. In quality time, language being the only thing on that person's agenda is what fills you up. To show your quality time, loving partner you, that you care, you could save time for discussions after you watch films, spend 10 minutes talking about it. I love that. Give your time, make a coffee date, take a walk with them, call someone for a chat rather than text, have a date out or at home but with no phones allowed, listen to what they have to say, be an active listener and make eye contact. Yeah. Nice. What's the fifth one? Physical touch. And this does not necessarily mean what you're all thinking that it means. For people who value this, it can be as platonic as giving a friend a high five when she tells you about something she's achieved or giving your child a fist pump and a hug oh, after cute. their match. Or obviously it can be intimate, kissing your partner, goodbye, hello. If your partner's love language is physical touch, they're going to feel most loved when you are in contact with them. They thrive on the sensation of being held and hugged and kissed and something as simple as holding their hand can make them feel very desired and loved. Yours is definitely not physical touch. So some ways to show your love to someone who responds to physical touch are give lots of hugs. When your partner's upset, they're often reassured and comforted by touch. So just listening to them might not be enough. It might help to add in some physical affection. And also focus on non-sexual touch. It is important that touch in your romantic relationships isn't only related to sex. You also need to show affection, which by the way, men, that's separate from sex. Just making that point. <laughs> just because I give you a kiss, it doesn't mean I want everything else. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Okay. okay. Totally agree. So the point of all this is that partners with different love languages may feel a disconnect in how each one shows love. So that's why it's important to demonstrate love in a way that is meaningful to your partner or your friend or whoever yeah. it is in question. Empathy increases intimacy. When we engage in behaviours that align with our partner's love language, we are giving a clear sign that they are important. You can be lonely even when you're in a relationship. I mean, my God, of course you yeah. can. But you're not feeling a satisfying emotional connection 
By taking the time to learn each other's love languages and then using them, we can strengthen our relationships and our bonds to others. Remember to express appreciation and acknowledge their efforts because the positive reinforcement makes them likely to continue doing it. Again, quite important with men. They need that sort of encouragement. Yeah. Thank you for making me this coffee. It was really nice. They need that. Oh. I know, I know, I know, but this is, this is marriage. But then he's like, oh, you know, I took the kids down to the bus stop and I emptied the dishwasher. Did you notice? Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, oh, you didn't say. Here's your Okay, medal. well, if you said it every time I emptied the dishwasher, there'd be no room for any other conversation. You'd have a fucking MBE. I, mean, I would have, I would, I'd have an MBE. You really would. Emptying the dishwasher. You really would. would. so fucking I've depressing. got a PhD in laundry, I'd say, at least a doctorate. I'm a doctorate of laundry. Look, there are some other things we need to bring up here in this Love Languages week because it's not all like the perfect fix to everything. Right. Right, you know? Why? Well, firstly, more often than not, our love languages are defined by what we lacked as a child. So, for example, if you are a child who grew up without a mum or a dad present, you are likely to tend towards gifts or touch or quality time. So your partner tends to then have to compensate for what you lacked as a child. Sure, that makes sense. And also, very importantly, our love language can change as we get older or the time in our life or as a response to trauma. And it can evolve the more we learn and grow and understand about ourselves because we're not stagnant. We're not the same at 15 as we are at 50. Our wants and our needs shift. And the way we experience and give and receive love can change. So most people have a primary love language and a secondary one. That's very normal. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we'll we'll come on to that because I'd like to know what your secondary one is. There is an argument to say that love languages don't help us discover our true selves. They fill a hole and conceal our issues. Mm. Really? Yeah. We all deserve to enjoy all these aspects of love. I mean, who doesn't want gifts, quality time, words of affirmation and physical touch? We all do. We want all of them, right? Don't we all want all of them in a relationship? Yeah. Right. And all the time. Yeah. If you had your self-esteem destroyed as a child and you need positive words of affirmation from your partner, that is, that's not a love language. It's something you need to tackle and heal from. Oh, I see. Your partner should not be made solely responsible for filling a hole in you. This is not a universal quick fix for a bad relationship either. It won't help underlying or toxic behaviours. No, it won't. A wholesome that relationship feels like a big disclaimer. Yeah, it is, but also a wholesome, good, solid relationship should have all of those five languages in it. Not all the time, but it should have an aspect of all of them, shouldn't it? Yes. Uh, yes, it should. There should be gifts. There should be physical touch. There should be words of affirmation. There should quality be quality time. time, acts of service, right? All of it. Yeah. It- not just one. But, but that's not just in a romantic relationship. That's in any relationship. Absolutely. Isn't it? Absolutely. A relationship with a parent, with your child, with a friend. Yep. Maybe not a work colleague. No. But anyone who where there is love between you. Yes. I think so. Yes. And also, very important last point, this love tank that we're all looking to keep topped up all the time. We don't actually need to wait around for a partner to do this for us and make us feel good. We can fill the tank for each other by bestowing on our partners all these small acts of love. But to be truly fulfilled, we actually have to, come on, say it with me, fill our own tank. Fill our own 
tank. Fill our own tank. Yes. We have to fill our own tank. Our tank is our responsibility. Do you use words of affirmation and gifts and touch and quality time with yourself? Ask that question before expecting one other person. How can you give yourself physical touch? Are you going to give yourself a massage? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm wondering why you haven't connected the dots there. Oh. Uh, oh, she says as it pings into her brain. Listen, fill your own tank first. Don't expect one other human being to service everything all the time. It's a lot to ask of a person. What we're saying is these love languages, they help in any they help nurture any important relationship yeah. in your life, right? That feels quite exhausting. Because there's a lot to do suddenly. There's always a lot to do. Do you get in a you don't get physical touch from me? Well, you sometimes stroke me when we're going through a difficult podcast. Well, that was only last we? week. Yeah, look, you're doing it again. It's all right. I'm, I'm it makes fine you uncomfortable. With it. it doesn't make me uncomfortable. I'm fine with it. It's fine. I'm just, not, oh my God, I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm not going back there. We've moved on from January. Look, Do you know what I mean? What? Well, I don't need you to fill up my physical I've got to give you quality tank. time, words of affirmation. You'll fucking hate that. Physical touch, don't. acts of service. Don't give me gifts. any of them. And then I've got to give that all to Adam. Then I've got to give it all to my best mates. Then I've got to give it all to my children. Then I've got to give it all to my sister, all to my parents. I'm like... You don't have to. It's fine. But for this week... Well, then I won't have healthy relationships. Well... According to this. You know, for the first time, mm. self-care club... Mm. We're actually roping in our husbands to join us with this practice of the week. And we tested it out. We did. Yeah, but... Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, she's shutting her laptop. No, not actually, because I've realised I've got notes from my week on here. Not voice notes. Written notes. Okay, so let's... Yeah. Start... With? With what our love languages are. Okay. Because you did the, the test. Uh, yes. And Ollie did the test. Yes. Did you do it together? No. Okay. Did you? Well, I did it. Mm -hmm. And then I sat with him whilst he did it. And he okay. kept wanting me to ask, answer the questions for him. Really? He's like, well, what do you think? And the questions are quite repetitive, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, very repetitive. So they're things like, what would you prefer? To be bought a gift or to spend time with your loved one? What would you? What would mean more to you if your, if your partner watched TV with you or came home with a bracelet? What would mean more to you? It's stuff like that. And it yeah. kind of goes around and you can see where it's yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. I'll play you my only voice note because it deals with the very, very, very start of, of this week. And it's the only one I've got. Well, the first little task of love languages <clears throat> was to get Ollie to do the quiz, which I wasn't sure that he was going to do. But I asked and he did it immediately. And his love language is physical touch. So now I'm thinking, oh, hello, I know what I'm going to be doing for pretty much most of this week. Hold on. So his is physical touch. But it's not. I think he did it wrong. Oh. And I kept telling him. I told him at the end of the week, I was like, I think you did that love languages quiz wrong. Because he sat there at the kitchen table. I said, can you do the quiz? Because it's our week. He was like, sure. He was so agreeable to it. It was a little worrying. And he did it. And he took so long. And he's like, these are very repetitive. Well, I don't know because this and this. Well, that you haven't done for a long time. <laughs> he said about one of them. Well, I don't even know if I like that anymore. 
I was like, can you stop <laughs> analysing the quiz and just do it? Like, don't think it through. Just click, click, click. And he, I said, what is it? Expecting it to be words of affirmation. Because I know that's his love language. And he said it's physical touch. And I thought, oh, great. And what's yours? Mine, obviously, it's is acts, acts of, of service. service. But I could have told you that without even going no, I did tell you that the quiz. didn't I before yeah. did the quiz and yeah. yours mine is acts of service and Adam's acts of service so we've got three acts of service and one physical touch by the way do you know what is the most common by far of all the five love languages gifts incorrect quality time quality time it is so common that it is twice as common as the next one down and that's for men and women What's the next one down? Next one down is um, a tie between physical touch and words of affirmation. And do you know what the least common is? I don't know. Acts of service. I found that oh, surprising. So did I. So do I. Then I realised why. Why? I think the quiz must have been done the majority of times by people who are not middle-aged. Why? I, I'll tell you why. Think back to 20-year-old Nicole... Before children, before a house, before a husband, before dishwashers and waste disposals and bins <laughs> and children's fucking PE uniform. Think back to that, Nicole. And, I can't. And, and, you know, I know. I just can't. But try. And when you had a boyfriend then, what would your love language have been? What would you have wanted the most? I think probably words of affirmation. Oh, really? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Because I actually felt quite depressed that mine was acts of service. <laughs> I was relieved. I didn't want it to be gifts. But then I'm so unbothered about things like that, even though I just gave the Apple Watch story. But the thing is, acts of service in my household. Have you got something on your eyebrows? Oh, my God. I have. <laughs> Do you know what I've got on my eyebrows? I dyed them and I've forgotten to take it off. And, and I kept thinking... And I kept thinking, I mustn't go to the studio <laughs> with my eyebrow dye on because that would look very strange. And yet, I have. Should I lift, take it off? Lift, lift your... I'll take it off. Look, it's, well, peel you just... Look, it's peel off. <gasps> Do you love that? No, I need it. I need it because my eyebrows are going grey. I'll buy you one. Look, it just peels off. Acts of... Oh, gift giving. Gift giving. An active, oh and my an god thank you so much for telling me that because i mean now i've just recorded a whole <laughs> podcast with them on and been out in public but i don't really want to do the school run with them on i'll take them off now. no because that, that would be, would be embarrassing it. yeah never mind that this video goes out to thousands of people thousands because that's about three people three people okay look is that better now maybe there'll be the week we go viral on tiktok when i leave my eyebrow dye yeah. on during the recording anyway let's hopefully make this into a clip anyway, and then look. hopefully this will be in the okay, algorithm look. of tiktok See? Better now. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the last thing I thought before I left the house, mustn't leave my eyebrow dye on to go and be recorded at the studio. Did exactly that. Where brilliant. were we at? Fucking we at? brilliant. Where were we at? Um, being depressed that my love language is acts of service. I'm really <laughs> depressed by that. I was I was fine about it and I knew Adams would be because he, he gets so happy when I do something very little for him, like bring him a cup of coffee or... On a Sunday, sometimes I'll bring him up peanut butter on toast and he has it in bed. And it, honestly, it just lights him up. Really? It's so sweet. Is a blowjob an act of service? Yes, it's definitely an act of service. Interesting. I mean, I would say acts of service, like if Ollie helps me around the house, that is literally like foreplay to me. 
Hundred percent. If Adam empties the bins, right? I'm sad. And that and that. follows it up with putting a new bin liner in the bins. Oh my god, the the complete task. Yeah, the because I call him half a job, Bob. I call it Arthur. Half a job. Yeah, yeah. So he's half a job, Bob. Yeah, and it's always half a fucking job. Yeah. So when he does a whole job, yeah. then he gets lucky. Interesting. I was thinking back to twenty-year-old me, and was acts of service my love language then? No way, Jose, was it? Because, like, everything was messy. I didn't care. I was not about tidying up. I think I was much more fun. Can I just say, acts of service goes beyond domestic chores. I know, it's like doing little things. And I, but it was not my love language. I did not speak that language. I spoke quality time. All I wanted to do was have all the time, all the attention. Well, there was, there was the opportunity to have that. Don't go and play tennis. Stay in bed with me. That's all I wanted. All I wanted. That plus physical touch. The combo. Be with me and have sex with me all the time. That was what I wanted. Now, I'm not so much like that. Poor Ollie. <laughs> I bet Ollie's really upset poor you're me, not like Anna, that. Poor me, because I don't want to be an acts of service languager person. Well, you are and it's here. And you know what? That's okay. Okay. You know what? It's fine. Just accept what's here. Why are you trying to make it wrong? Well, I'll tell you why it extra bothered me. Because I asked Max my eldest and his girlfriend they're both 19 they're both 19 I said what do you know about love languages and they said yeah and Lena said yeah and I said do you know what yours is and she said yes quality time and I thought well of course it is because that's what's important to you to be together and spend time together and like that's cute acts of service is not cute (laughs) it's dull 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 do you want hot sex in a lift or do you want a cup of tea brought to you in bed? You know, like, come on. Yeah, I see your point. You know what I mean? I see your point. It's a very middle-aged love oh, language. I think it, it changes. I think I think it changes. That's You're right. That's what I learned this week, that it, love languages can be very depressing. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> Luckily for Ollie, his wasn't acts of service. So Ollie's the only one. That's luckily in- for me, these. The, when you told me that his was <laughs> physical touch, you were like, "Oh, I'm sorry." That's what she said. I'm sorry. It's going to be a hard week for you. Because <sighs> it's just not your jam. <laughs> That's why it's just it's not, not your jam. As we've said many times in the studio before, I'm not very cuddly, am no, I? No, and no. like, so, you know, you're just not going to go up to him, as we've discussed previously, and tussle his hair. Oh my God, stop with the hair tussling, please. <laughs> <laughs> so what, are you going to go up to him and just like rub his shoulders? No. Are you going to go up to him and give him a hug? Probably not. You'll give him a, a kiss hello under duress because you know you have to. It's part of the podcast. So mean. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Am I just going into my week now? Yeah. Okay, I haven't got any voice notes, but basically I realised that 
even though I don't think is his actual love language, I had to accept that that's what it was. That Look, look. He you, said you, it. He said he did the quiz and that's what it was. So I have to believe him. Okay. Okay. Well, you could have tried it out with his other potential love language and see if that lit him up a bit more. I could, that's true, but I didn't. But um, I also realised it tied in really well with my intention for the year, going back yes, to our first year of the yes. year, which was yes. to remind you to be more physically demonstrative in my marriage. Just look how the universe is working in your favour. So we had some sex. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit of some sex. And we had morning cuddles now. You don't have to know me very well to know that you don't cuddle me in the mornings. You don't speak to me in the mornings till at least 9.30, 10. It's true. She never responds to a message before nine o'clock. I'm not a morning person. She just doesn't. And anyway. it's annoying because sometimes I need an answer before nine o'clock, but it just never comes. He is a morning person. It never person. turns blue. Another similarity between you and him. You're both morning people. So I succumbed to morning cuddles. And then this week, what got called Morning Cuddles Plus. I'm leaving it there. He called it that. I went along with it. Okay. All right. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> in return. <laughs> in return. You're the one that's offering up the information. That's all the information I'm giving you. By the way, the physical yeah. touch yeah. doesn't have to be sexual, as we said in the intro. I know, but he is one of those men where it's it's quite hard unless he's literally in his suit heading out the door and you kiss him. That's okay because he'll leave. But at any other time... You know, a kiss is never just a kiss. It's, a, it's at least a grope. Oh, is it? <laughs> at least. It's at least a fondle of something. But what if the kids are around? They are very used to it. Why now? <laughs> <laughs> They're very used... They, they, they will often see a, a, a bottom grope in the oh, kitchen. A bot okay, a pinch on the bottom is one thing, but a grope? What if he just like... A bosom gropes. rub. <laughs> he, they, he fondles they, your boobs in front well, of the kids. I mean, you know, not like standing in front of them, but if they are in the room at the other side of the kitchen, it wouldn't like put him off. And sometimes they go, oh no. Which, I'm not surprised. Do you do it back to him? I do not do it that back in the kitchen. <laughs> that would not be appropriate. Well, now that the week was physical touch... No, I don't do that in the kitchen in front so of So hold on, so hold on, so hold on, so hold yeah. on. So the physical touch yeah. was basically kept to the bedroom. And the kitchen and the living room a little bit. Well, you had sex in no, the kitchen and the I living room. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, it was just, you know, we were more I don't physically... know why you're getting defensive. We you're, I'm trying to get the information <laughs> out of you. This is the show. You're supposed to share your experience. So getting all like cagey and defensive about it is not helping make a podcast. Okay. There was more physical touch than of a normal week. And, you know, like when we were on the sofa watching TV, we would sit on the same side of the sofa. We'd sit under the blanket together and watch people being murdered on telly, <laughs> you know. And that was quite nice. And like the more we did it, the more we did it. And I don't mean sex, I just mean physical touch. And in return, yeah. under acts of service, I did get brought up some cups of tea in the morning. Some mornings I was still asleep, so I didn't notice he'd made the tea. And then he'd say, did you notice I brought you up a cup of tea this morning? And I'd say, nope, because I'd already got up and gone downstairs and left the tea there, undrunk. But, you know, 
I did things, he did things in return. It did create a general sort of nice atmosphere though, in the we, house. When you have more sex that you do get on better anyway. So maybe it was just that and we can actually like trash the rest of the love language stuff. But No, but it started with the love language. Yeah. Look, I I don't want to like conclude, but basically all I'll say is you can't it, conclude yet. I haven't had my week and then we have to go into summary. I mean, it's so not rocked my week. It's not rocked my well, world. Hello, we're not marriage. doing that yet. Okay, we're not doing anything. That's my week. There you go. I did nice things. He did nice things back. Generally, a nicer atmosphere in the house. And I have to say, the other morning, we were like, had a bit of a tiff, I think over uh, making the bed or a pillow or snoring. I can't remember because it was so early. It was like too early to even remember what you were niggling about. But before he left for work, he came back into the kitchen to like proper snog me before he left at 7.15 for the school run and to go to work. Proper snog? Yeah. And Tongues? I- Sometimes, and I don't like that Sometimes, in the morning. Sometimes, but like at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I don't like that in the morning. It's too much. I, I would not want a tongue in my mouth at seven o'clock in the morning. I did actually have to say no tongue, no tongue. <laughs> <laughs> right, just listen to mine. Oh, thank God. So I said to my husband today, is there anything you need from me right now? What would you like? <laughs> oh, he God. Said, are you talking to me <laughs> or the dog? <laughs> so I think that's quite clear that I would need to brush up on these skills. I was waiting for you, him to say something else. No, he, he honestly, he's in a terrible state because he is about to have an operation on right. his back. So yeah. he is in agony. So my week is very different to your week. Okay. Okay, next voice note. So... I asked my husband if he could take the kids to the bus stop at half past seven. He said no, because he's got a meeting at quarter to nine, which to me has got, one's got nothing to do with the other. So I came downstairs, I emptied the dishwasher, I did the washing, I fed the kids, did their waters, had a shower and dropped them at the bus stop. All by half past seven and he hadn't even come downstairs. So, my act of service is to keep my mouth (laughs) shut. Which, let me tell you something, I know it sounds like a small thing, but for me, when I'm a bit pissed off about something, it's near on, near on impossible. Yeah, you were fucked off that morning. I was fucked off. I got the text. You did. Luckily, you opened your mouth to me. Yeah. You did not open it to him. I didn't. In fact, I believe you said I'm keeping my mouth shut and I said, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to my next voice note. Okay, perhaps keeping my mouth shut was a good idea because as I came back from the bus stop, I saw my husband reversing out in the drive. So I called him, all sweetness and light, not pissed off at all about the fact that I'd done everything and he'd done nothing. Not at all. I was like, hi. He's like, hi. See, act of service, right there, letting that shit go. I said, where are you going? He said, I told you, I've got a meeting, a quarter to nine. And I said, but I thought it was like a phone, like on Zoom. He's like, no, 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 it's in town. So he has to get into London. So he had to leave at quarter to eight. So thank God I kept my mouth shut. He had a good reason for not taking the kids to the bus stop. I now take it all back. I'm pleased I didn't say anything. Acts of service is paying off. Okay. Sometimes it can be what you don't do rather than what you do do. A small question here before your final voice note. I'm noticing all your small acts of service, but I'm not hearing any of Adam's. Is he not participating in this week? (sighs) 
listen, <clears throat> he is in agony. I don't know how many I could say it in a different language, but he is in agony. So he's off the hook. He's just he's just off the fucking radar. He's just he's just off. He's just like getting through the day. There, I do not expect acts of service from him in any way. To be honest, okay. He did make me a cup of coffee the other day. That was nice. Did you like that? Yeah, I did. Did it make you feel appreciated and loved? Yeah, because often he comes in and he just makes himself a coffee and then goes back out. It's like, oh, I'm sat here. I didn't want one. And just like a little thing. It's just nice. It's eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. I'm getting dressed. And my husband, who is downstairs, asked me if I wanted a protein shake, a.k.a. would you like me to make you a protein shake? That's what he just asked me. He's never asked me that. Ever. Maybe <laughs> this is working. He's what? never asked you that ever? No. And what makes me laugh is I have the same breakfast every single morning. Yeah, you do. Whether it's Monday, Sunday, Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I have porridge with water, with protein powder and some blueberries. That's what I have every morning. And then chicken for the rest of the day. But so, what, so why why is he asking me? And I know he's being sweet. Yeah. But this is what I mean about the half a job Bob thing. It's like, <laughs> you, you're asking me for something that I'm never going to want. Because I never have that in the morning. Ever. Ever. So did you say yes? That's lovely. Thank you. Or did uh, you say no? I never have that for breakfast. Why are you <laughs> offering it today, weirdo? <laughs> you, If you knew me at all... <laughs> Well, it was a bit like that, but no, I didn't. I said, oh, no, thank you, but thank you for offering. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Well, he was, it was a nice thing. Yeah. It was just the wrong thing. Like, had okay. he said, do you want me to make you some porridge? I would have said, oh, yeah, it'd be lovely. Thanks. Anyway, I just think it was the wrong week. Yeah. I mean, it's never, it the wrong, it's never the wrong week. Yeah. But I wasn't, I'm not going to get it back from him because he's just not able to do anything other mm. than get through the day at the mm. moment and mm. work. Mm. Um, so, <clears throat> and I'm feeling very tired because yeah. a, it's been on me and it's been on me for months yeah you know mo every sunday i'm doing a lot of the slapping so he can chill out yeah. it i'm a bit done with yeah. it and yeah. whilst as much as i feel terrible for him and i cannot wait for this operation to be over and that he's better mm. um the the acts of service is wearing very thin understood and noted and i know that's you know there's probably People think, well, that's not a very nice thing to say. Your husband's struggling. He's struggling. But um, it also has an impact on me. And you're allowed to be tired. Am I? Both things are true. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Remember the fun week of toxic positivity? Yeah, I am allowed to be tired, aren't I? Yeah. Should we summarise? Yeah. What worked? Well... <laughs> <laughs> You had a much sexier week okay, than me. Okay, listen. I mean, mine's about fucking protein shakes and what was the other thing? Coffee. A coffee. A coffee, a protein shake and him asking me if I was talking to the dog. What worked is just a very simple thing. Having sex. No, not Well, it just... is, but, no, but it, you, it is quite a simple thing. The more, I, I think, the more sex you have in a relationship, the better you get on, the more connected you are. What worked was just a, 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 a when you create a situation where one of you is nice and then the other person feels inclined to also be nice. And if you just carry on like that, that's nice. Yeah, but you both have to be doing it. You can't just have one person 
like doing like feeding into the love language whilst the other person isn't and do you know what else happened I can't believe I've forgotten this but it's because I didn't make voice notes when we were starting at the beginning of the week we actually had quite a big row we don't really have big rows because we've married so long we just bicker over very minor things like we're too long in the tooth and too established in our marriage to have those big like explosive explosive rows. Rows. Yeah. but we really did have like a big row it was so big we had to remove ourselves from the house to have the row and sort the row and make up because you know you do not want your children privy to you having a row it's not good parenting so we removed ourselves we like went to a field we had the row we then talked through why we were having the row and then we made up but we made up very quickly and then <laughs> then we had sex later in the day but I'm just saying if we weren't having this week where we were just invested in being nicer to each other and talking to each other more and investing in each other that row could have lingered for days like it was quite a spectacular one. And normally even a small one could be a lingerer. So are you saying that the physical touch helped nip it in the bud? Because we were on a good vibration with each other because we just had a week or a few days of being nice to each other or being thinking about each other a bit more. The row took a lot less time to resolve. Because of the practice? Yeah. yeah. Well, was it because of the practice? I don't know. So I, what's I, the point? Are you, what is your point? I think my point is love languages for me is not some miracle marriage. Cure. I agree. I agree. I agree. I, I think they're a very handy thing to have in your back pocket, but I wouldn't rely on it for all of your relationships needs. I wouldn't re really rely on it for really any of your relationship needs. I no, think it's I, like think, I think it's good to know that Adam's love language is an act of service so that when we're a bit scratchy with each other, I know that I can do something nice for him and he will really appreciate it. It's okay. a good thing to have in your back pocket. I will take that point on board and I agree with it. But I think if there is something fundamentally wrong or if there's bad shit going on or if you're in a bad place or it's just generally a bad relationship, no, that's not going to fix it. No, that's not going to fix it. But what I would like to do is to do it with all like the people closest to me, like my sister's love language, my parents, you know, my best friends. I think that would be really healthy and useful. Like you said, in a relationship where there's love. Well, I did it with Josh. Yeah. He just turned 10. And I realised I knew what it was, but I did it anyway. His is words of affirmation. And I know that if he tells me, oh, and I did this in football club and I scored two goals and I got my science test back and I got 94%. I know that if I say to him, I'm so proud of you. You're so clever. You played so well. You work so hard. I mean, you can just see his face. Like he is lit up by you acknowledging him and praising him and giving I'm him gonna that. Do, I'm going to do it with my kids. Yeah, I think with kids, maybe with kids, it's almost more important yeah, than your I romantic no relationships. I have no idea what Lily Rose's is. Daisy's, I reckon, is physical I touch. I think Lily Rose's might be gifts. No, I think Lily, uh, I think Lily Rose's is probably quality time. Oh, okay. She does love a face mask, though. She loves a face mask. But like last night, she came down and Daisy was out and she said, do you want to play Rummy Cub? Mm. I said, yeah, of course. And then yeah. well, it's never enough. Yeah. You know, and it's not about the rummy cub. It's the fact that she's got me to herself. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of kids is quality time. Yeah. Because it's really important for them to have your attention and love and that affirms it to them. So, okay, that that's that's my summary is it's it's a nice little handy tool. It is not rocked my world or my marriage or my relationship. And but I also think that if you have got a great big gaping hole in your own life somewhere, some sort of wound. This is not going to fix it. This it. ain't going to fix it. But also, it's free. Yeah. It costs nothing. It takes nope. no time. Nope. So it's a cute little thing to do anyway. 
It's cute. Just Google love languages and you'll find the quiz. It's cute, but it's not miraculous. Yeah. So the big question, is it coming in the club? I'm going to say no. Oh, I'm going to say yes. Why? Because it's because it means takes no harm. What's the? Why not? I just don't think it's that takes, great. Takes no time. Doesn't hurt anybody. You can only add to your relationship with the knowledge of it. I think do it, but be very mindful that it's very surface. It's, it's not. Yeah. It, no, I think it's more than surface. I just don't think it's the answer to everything. Mm. This is interesting because when we've done love the last two years, we've done self-love. It's all been about loving yourself. This is the first year of February where we have tackled our own marriages and we're going to go even deeper next week, which is Yeah, but this is, it's about relationships. It's not just a, because you can apply this to any, as you said, any relationship where you have love between you and that doesn't need to be romantic love. Because relationships are the absolute foundation to your happiness, I think. I agree. I agree. Okay. So we'll come back on Friday and we'll discuss it more and we'll hear what the clubbers have to say. And if they're going to do the quiz, I think we should try and do the quiz, guys. Yeah? Yeah. Do the quiz and let us know how you get on with it. Yeah. Uh, Let us know. Hello at theselfcareclub.co. Hello. What's the email? Hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk. We will put the quiz up on uh, on the show notes and on yeah. social media. Yeah. So you can just click through and do the quiz. It's pretty easy. Great. And we will be back on Friday to talk more about it and back with a snippet on Wednesday. See you then. Bye-bye.